0: Talk about three reasons why coaching fails. You've probably got a story about how you've tried coaching group leaders and how it failed. I actually have a few of those myself. But let me assure you that coaching can and does work. You need coaches. You must multiply yourself in order for your small group ministry to grow. So let me help you get out of your own way when it comes to coaching, just like I had to once upon a time. Here are three reasons that coaching fails. Welcome to the Healthy Groups Podcast. I'm your host, Alan White. This weekly podcast for small group point persons gives effective strategies, notable trends, and practical insights from my over 30 years of small group ministry experience, as well as the latest learnings from churches across North America. I will do my best to help you take the guesswork out of groups. For more information, go to alanwhite.org forward slash podcast. The first reason coaching fails is lack of relationship. You've probably heard coaches complain that their leaders won't call them back. And as much as you try to reassure your new leaders that when their coach calls, it's, it's not a spam call about their car's extended warranty. The reality is that small group leaders will only take time to call people who are important to them about matters that are important to them. The leaders aren't to blame. The challenge is how coaches can become important to your leaders. Coaching is built on a relationship. If you don't hear anything else today, hear this. Coaching is built on a relationship. If there is no relationship, there is no coaching, period. Adam Grant says that it takes 50 hours to become a friend and 200 hours to become a close friend. If your coaches are starting at zero relationship with their leaders, then it will take a lot of diligent effort and cups of coffee to build a relationship with their leaders. But you can get a jump on this. First, match your coaches up with small group leaders they already know. If they already have a relationship, then you've got a great foundation for coaching. If the small group leader came out of another group, then the obvious coach is the leader of the group that they came out of. If you are starting a new coaching structure, then ask your coaches which leaders they already know. Let the coaches choose their leaders or even let the leaders choose their coaches. Either way you do it, start with a relationship. The only exception is coaching close relatives. Once I allowed someone to coach his son-in-law, I had to unplug that rather quickly and apologize profusely. And Ben, I am still sorry. So other than in-laws, start your coaching based on established relationships. Next, make sure your small group leaders understand that coaches are important people who will help them get their group started. Remember why leaders don't call their coaches back? They only return calls to people who are important to them about matters that are important to them. For new leaders, this may mean including your coaches in the new leader briefing and leader training. When our church started groups, I led the briefings and the training, and then I assigned the new leaders to the coaches. This did not work. My coaches complained that this was like cold calling. Well, they were right. It was. To make coaching better and avoid a revolt by my coaches, I started including coaches in the briefings and training. For the new leader briefing, the coaches were instructed to invite the new leaders as they walked into the room over to join them at a round table. See, we were putting point number one about relationship into practice. Then I introduced the coaches as some important people who are going to help them get their group started. I gave them reason to call their coaches back. Lastly, after I introduced the coaches, I left the room. The coaches did the rest of the training. If your coaches are struggling to connect with their leaders, then you need to check the temperature of the relationship. The closer the relationship, then the better the coaching. The more unreturned calls, well, you do the math. The second reason coaching fails is that you've used the wrong approach. If your leaders are not responding to coaching, then they're probably being coached in the wrong way. Probably the second biggest mistake in coaching is attempting to coach all of your leaders in the exact same way. Your leaders have very different needs and abilities depending on their experience. Coaching should start with what the leaders need. Don't go into coaching with a prescribed coaching process that you will inflict on every small group leader. That simply won't work. And after all, ministry is not something that we do to people. Are your leaders starting their very first group? Then they're going to need direction and support to get their group started. This might involve weekly contact, it will certainly involve a great deal of encouragement. But if your leaders have led for a while, this is the last thing they need. In fact, If you attempt to coach an experienced leader in the way you would coach a new leader, don't be surprised if that experienced leader disappears, even if the leader and the coach have a good relationship. Think about your children. If you have a variety of ages of children, you don't treat them the same way. Infants depend on you for everything. Teenagers and young adults can hopefully do more on their own. In fact, if you attempt to tell a young adult what to do like you would tell a younger child, you're probably in for a fight. At this stage, you ask more questions and help them reach their own conclusions. You also won't attempt to teach your toddler to drive the car. In the same way, coaching must be appropriate to the leader's experience. So when you think about your leaders, who's just starting out? What type of coaching do they need? Who's starting a new group? But maybe they've led a group before, or they've come from another church. They don't need to go back to kindergarten. Which leaders have been around for a while? They probably don't need to be told what to do, but they do need support in difficult circumstances and accountability to fulfill their group's purpose. When it comes to coaching, one size does not fit all. If to coach all of your leaders exactly the same, then you're making a big mistake. Start with what your leaders need, and then coach them from there. The third reason coaching fails is, well, you won't let it work. Now, I'm not going to accuse you on this last one, but I will explain how this was my problem. I recruited people with good character and great small group experience to coach my leaders, and then I held them back. They were more than capable of coaching and supporting their leaders, but... I kept them on a short leash. They had given no evidence of doing a poor job coaching leaders or being untrustworthy in any way. I was just insecure. And under the guise of being responsible for the small group ministry, I assigned tasks to my coaches, but I did not give them the authority to lead. Hi, my name is Alan, and I'm a recovering control freak. As the pastor, I felt that I needed to be involved in everything and know everything that was going on. No one really needed my intervention as much as I needed to be needed. I believe that's called codependency. The result was that my leaders were okay, but not excelling. My coaches were frustrated, and our groups were stuck with only 30% of our adults connected. My coaching wasn't working, and I was the problem. The best decision I ever made was to gather a team of coaches to lead the small group ministry with me. We led together, we learned together, we troubleshot issues together. The small group leaders had better coaching. The coaches felt empowered and enabled to lead. I had the most fun I've ever had in small group ministry. Oh, and our groups, well, they went from 30% of our adults connected to 125% connected. I wasn't managing 30% very well. I never could have kept up with the growth of our small groups except for that team. Here's a hard truth. Your small group leaders and coaches don't need you as much as you think they do. They need someone who's available when something really big happens in their groups. They need a friend to coach and encourage them, but they don't need another leader's meeting. They don't need another newsletter. And you need to let capable people lead with you. Don't try to do it all by yourself. So think about this. Some churches have staff and budget to hire all of the pastors they need to coach their small group leaders. Other churches have a simple church approach and just don't offer very many ministries. Their staff is devoted to group leaders. Good for them, I guess. But whether coaches are paid or volunteer at your church, these lessons apply. How are the relationships going between coaches and leaders? What kind of coaching do your leaders need? And are you empowering others to lead and getting out of their way? It might seem easier to coach and train small group leaders all by yourself, but I guarantee you it's not better. Hey, before we go, there's something I don't want you to miss out on. The uh, Coaching Healthy Group's live course starts tomorrow. That's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. And you need to register by midnight on uh, March 22nd uh, to get in on the live sessions. Most churches just can't hire enough staff to support all of their group leaders. And if they can, well, then they're pretty lucky. But recruiting and training coaches seems like a lot of work. Who do you recruit? How do you develop them? What do coaches do anyway? The default is to do it all by yourself, and this usually translates to lining up your leaders in rows and training them, but there's a problem. Your leaders have different levels of experience, different needs, and different questions. In meetings, you tend to treat everybody the same. This either leaves the experienced leaders bored or the new leaders overwhelmed. And did I mention that people hate meetings? They do. This four session live online course will train small group coaches, in the role of supporting small group leaders and their groups i will help you take the guesswork out of coaching you can attend this training yourself or bring your leaders along for the same price it's just 97 dollars per church to register go to alanwhite.org forward slash courses and do it by midnight tonight. if you enjoyed today's episode please share it with your friends Another way to help people find the Healthy Groups podcast is to rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if I can help you in any way, please contact me at allen, A-L-L-E-N, at allenwhite.org. Thank you for listening.